Welcome to New in Nashville. This is your host, Elam Freeman. I'm a commercial real estate broker and yoga instructor based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a Nashville native who has spent time living in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. I have also traveled to all 50 states and visited nearly every U.S. metropolitan city bigger than Nashville. I am crazy about Nashville's growth and want natives, newcomers, and tourists to have the knowledge they need to keep up with our city's pace. Today, our guest is Derek Billups, founder and owner of CityFit Concierge. Derek transplanted to downtown Nashville in 2013 from Virginia and absolutely loves it. As a sports and fitness junkie, Derek has been involved in either competing or coaching competitive sports for the last 20 years. The coaching hasn't stopped since moving to Nashville. He now coaches cross-country, basketball, and track at the University School of Nashville. Derek himself was a standout basketball player at Bridgewater College, where he lettered four seasons in basketball and was team captain senior year. Over the years, Derek has become a sports and fitness enthusiast and is excited about helping children and adults of all ages to reach their fitness goals. He holds his personal training certification from the National Academy of Sports Medicine with specialties in suspension training, corrective exercise, SAQ, cardio for performance, cardio for fitness, and core training. Whether your goals are to alter body composition, increase sports performance, or just maintain a healthy lifestyle, Derek can help you. His mission is to help people push past their comfort zones and towards a stronger and healthier lifestyle. Today, we have Derek Billups on the show, who is the owner and founder of City Fit Concierge. Um, I met Derek when he was first starting out City Fit as I was looking for somewhere to teach yoga right after I moved back to Nashville. And the model that they had set up was perfect for me, having another full-time day job. And um, over the last few years, it's been really neat to just grow with the company and um, see Derek's success in Nashville. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things today, but City Fit and the growth of that and Derek's personal story. So with that, let's get started. Derek, welcome. Appreciate you guys having me today. Elam, thank you. This is an amazing podcast that you created. <clears throat> Always doing something creative and this is another kind of tool on your on your tool belt and this is something that Nashville needs. So I appreciate you having me today for sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, do you want to tell us first about when and why you moved to Nashville? Yeah, so I moved to Nashville in 2014, um, right after kind of I finished college in the Washington, D.C. area. Just wanted to kind of try a new city after college. My college was a real small town, and it just wasn't a lot of opportunity there. So I just felt like I needed to move to a city that was a growing area, and Nashville was just the area that I chose. And, man, was it a great choice. It was the um, growth I was looking for, it was the new spark of energy. It was the population, a bunch of different demographics, a melting pot of people coming together. And it was a bunch of entrepreneurs as well. People kind of coming here, growing businesses. And it kind of gave me the confidence to do what I'm doing right now. So that's kind of why I came to this city because it was growing and been here for about four or five years now. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's a, it's a place that, 
when you kind of well when I walk out of my door because I live downtown Nashville I just feel I just feel the energy I feel the spark everybody's nice everybody's kind of um kind of wanting to help each other and yeah it's a it's a good vibe down here for sure cool yeah what would you tell someone that the pros and cons of moving to Nashville so I guess you've already mentioned some of the pros yeah. but are there any cons or anything that is a challenge here well, <laughs> cons, I wouldn't say necessarily cons. I would say trials, maybe challenges, things that you can definitely get over. But um, I would say maybe the residential pricing um, downtown and, and even like the surrounding areas, just um, how much it's costing to just live in the city now. Just prices are going up. And that means, obviously, I, I believe that the city's doing well and um, people want to live here. So the demand is high. So people feel like they can charge that much. So that means that the city's doing well, but it costs your arm and a leg to live in Nashville. So that may be one of the cons. But all in all, it's a great city. And yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about new Nashville or new in Nashville. <laughs> no, this is all about the good, bad, and the ugly yeah, in Nashville. Absolutely. So. Yeah, Um. Tell us a little bit more about your career trajectory. What were you doing prior to starting City Fit and yeah. what caused you to make the pivot? Yeah, so what I was doing prior to City Fit was um, I was actually a personal trainer here in the city. Um, I worked at a spot called Results Fitness here in Nashville. So I was a head um, head trainer. I was a manager there. And we were one of Nashville's top boutique fitness studios around town. So it was a great place for me to kind of learn my craft, hone in on my craft a little bit, learn from some amazing like older trainers that's just been doing it in the game for a long time, but also practice in a boutique style studio. So I never trained in this like large gym where it was like this gold's gym or any place like that so i learned automatically like pricing structure and like how to advertise yourself individually as a trainer and like what to charge as a like a high-end trainer so yeah that really helped me and from there it really went into me developing this like my own form of training and my own way of generating money for my training which was this on-site model i really enjoyed it i really didn't want to be stuck in the monotony of the day-to-day -day training in one specific location so i wanted to create something that was still a boutique style brand where we charged similar prices still worked with similar demographic of people but I wouldn't have to stay in the same place from day to day essentially just my personality I just I just want to move around a lot so that's just who I am and that's kind of how the business came about and me watching some awesome folks seeing they were creative with their brands and their business and me just trying to stake it just pivot a little bit so I wasn't doing exactly what they were doing and yeah and I found something that I really enjoy and that seems like the community enjoys as well absolutely <laughs> yeah millennials love their convenience absolutely Ooh, sorry. yeah absolutely um so city fit has several lines of business can you tell us a little bit more about those different lines and did you have all of these lines in place or in mind when you started or have they formed organically as opportunities have presented themselves yeah, so when CityFit started, uh, the plan for CityFit was to be a collaborative platform for fitness and wellness professionals. So we wanted to be able to incorporate all types of professionals, whether it was chiropractic work, physical therapies, um, physical therapists, whether it was um, yoga teachers, personal trainers, um, CSCS, that was just straight strength coaches, essentially. So we wanted to be um, a collaborative place that people could reach out to us and be like, hey, we need a 
chiropractor to deliver this mobile service to our home, da, 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 we would be able to um, drop that service off. So same thing with massage therapists. So in the beginning, it was supposed to be all of that. But I realized you cannot do all of that. So that was a great learning lesson for me when I started the business. It was just like, it was amazing because I was connecting with so many different professionals and it allowed me to really get to learn the town and understand the community and get to know chiropractors and physical therapists and all that. But after a while, it took a lot of um, the energy away from the main purpose, which was personal training, group fitness, and some massage therapy as well. So for me, after a while, I started to pivot slightly. And with small business, that's an amazing thing. You're always able to pivot with small business. The bigger you get, the harder it is to kind of pivot your brand. So for me, I was able to say, okay, I got to stop focusing on all of these other services. It's okay to have a network of these people to be able to call upon them. Somebody reaches out to us. If one of our people that needs trained needs a physical therapist, it's okay to have that network, but to try to um, not necessarily dominate, but to play in every single one of those spaces evenly is awesome. It was almost impossible. So I really had to kind of cut, cut some fat off the um, pig a little bit and kind of really just hone in on our three services, which became personal training, group fitness classes, and massage therapy. And that's kind of where we're at today with the brand. And those are kind of our huge revenue streams. And the company is is an unconventional brand in the way we provide those services, which makes us a lot different from everybody else. Um, there are companies that do deliver their services to people's homes. But for us, there's companies that just do personal training and group classes, maybe not providing a massage, not able to provide a concierge service on the back end for connections around town. So for me, it's just staying unconventional and then continue to do things each year to challenge myself to like change the brand just a little bit. So yeah, that's where we're at with it. Yeah. Neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been cool to see City Fit adapt <clears throat> even when it's like when the 505 came online and yeah. you guys started managing their building and their gym and um, just really even upping the level of service to match what that building is kind of branding themselves as. Yeah. So I think that's, um, as you said, neat and something that, you know, you can do with a small business. Absolutely. Um, do you have investors or are you the solo owner? And I'll let you answer that first and then. Yeah, so um, right now, currently in City Fit, I'm the sole owner. Mm -hmm. I had a young man, um, Ryan Hartman, who was a part owner of the company. He had um, a small percentage of the brand, and we just decided that things just weren't working with the structure that we had in place, essentially. So we just decided to part ways in that aspect, and I decided to buy my piece of the company back and I'm back to also owner the brand and I'm really comfortable how that's working since then. We haven't had any investors in the brand. We're definitely taking, um, um, we're definitely listening to folks. If somebody reaches out, we had a few people recently try to acquire City Fit, which is a huge um, flattering experience to hear people kind of wanting to invest their money, their time, their branding, their push behind City Fit to kind of make it grow and expand, um, which that's something I haven't really talked to many people about because it's definitely something that as a business over, you're, you're flattered, but it's also a scary thing as well because it's like, hey, like, what are you going to do if that does happen? What are you going to do with yourself? Right. You know, so that, that's definitely something that we're, um, we have in conversations currently, but yeah, with investors currently, there are no investors in mm -hmm. SafeFit at all outside of the um, 
investments that our team members are making with their sweat and tears every week going into these places and grinding and making it happen mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, as people are talking to you about acquiring, it's also like, when did, when do you make that? Because the longer you hold on, you know, potentially the better. Yeah. And that's a, uh, you know, really taking kind of the business to the next level. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's stuff that I've never been through before. So it's it's flattering, but it's also scary at the same time. And it's also you have to also put aside both of those emotions and really think like an owner and think like it doesn't matter if you've never been through this before. You have to act as if, as if this has happened 10 times before and just really like buckle up and, you know, like work. So for me, it's it's flattering and we're just we're just going to continue to grind, put our head down, and either way, whatever happens, we're going to continue to stay unconventional and stay like who we are in ourselves, and yeah, keep rolling. So cool, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, what has been the most surprising thing starting your own company? Um, the most surprising thing starting my own company is how comfortable. Yeah, it's probably how comfortable I am with winning and losing. Like, I'm an athlete, so I've I've been used to it my whole life. Like, I've been playing games my whole life, so I'm used to coming out on top, losing, realizing you live to see another day. And entrepreneurship and just starting a business, that is exactly what it's like. You, like, you win two, three games in a row, then you lose one or two games, and it's like, ah, like, what's going to happen? It's like, for me, it's you're going to fight to live another day essentially. So that's been a huge thing. Me taking things from my past, like sports and things like that and taking that into business and understanding how it correlates and understand that in business, you're going to have great days. You're going to have bad days, but things are going to be okay. And also in business, really kind of appreciating the fulfillment that I have, like waking up every day, and really being able to control my schedule, um, create a plan and watch it like be fulfilled, like in the community. So thinking about something, put an energy behind that plan, watching people believe in the plan and watching it work, like and just being fulfilled from that. So the fulfillment is something that I wasn't really searching for when I started the business, but surprised me and like made me feel that for the first time, probably since I was like a kid. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been, I remember one thing you said to me one time is like with all the ups and downs, you have to kind of forget yesterday. Cause like when you have really high highs, you can get comfortable and cruise or when you have really low lows, you can get down and wallow, but you just have to always be looking ahead yeah. and let those experiences like push you forward, but not dwell on them, yeah. whether really high or, or um, really yeah, low. Or low. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the goods are goods, but I realized like it'd be three goods and I'm feeling great. Next thing you know, like. Somebody's teaching a class for your company and somebody breaks a kneecap. Like, I mean, that sounds random, but in a fitness company, things like that happen. So yeah. you're like, you can never be too high because something can, you know what I mean? Don't don't get me wrong. You're supposed to celebrate things. You want to celebrate things. You want to enjoy life. You want to enjoy accomplishments. But at the same time, you always got to like stay level and not get too cocky and not get too, too depressed or down on yourself because it will be okay. And life, like things work out. It may take a week. It may take a month. It may take two years for it to get back to normal or it may take two years for something to go wrong. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's going to balance itself out. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about the most challenging thing? Um, the most challenging thing for me in business, um, is definitely being more diplomatic. Um, 
again, I'm an athlete, so natural athlete. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I've always been kind of an emotional creature. Never. I've always been a leader, captains of teams, but always led through emotion. In business, you got to be a little more diplomatic and understanding of people's emotions and not as aggressive and very, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I have to turn that hat on because when I'm hunting for my company and going out in the community and searching for things and trying to dig and make sure we get business, it's like this hunter's cap where I'm turning to this wolf and it's like, uh, when I get it. And then when I'm dealing with my team members, I got to be compassionate and very like understanding and realize that everybody has their own like life and set way of doing things. So you got to understand their mo So it's just been this me having to put on these different hats and mm -hmm. it's been very challenging because i'm just used to being this like hey that's dj that's and dj is my nickname Derek jr people used to call me back in life now i go by Derek billups senior i mean junior now but um <laughs> but yeah that's that has been a little challenging just figuring it out because i'm still almost i'm almost two years in mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of learning how to just balance that but it's, it's definitely interesting and it's life lessons like it's things that i'll be able to take with me through life outside of business um yeah so other things that have been challenging is, is just understanding kind of um, growth and being patient. Um, I have a tattoo in my arm right here where it says patience will achieve more than force. And sometimes I don't even listen to myself or like really take that in because I'm very like I had to put that on myself to understand like sometimes the, like not being patient has gotten you in such like rough situation you gotta be calm and that's what happens sometimes in business because i took my company down to new orleans and i had all these plans down in new orleans set some things up was and i was moving a little fast i saw charlotte and raleigh saw success in those cities early on when i started my company it was the first two cities we we expanded to and i was like oh we're gonna do the same thing in new orleans people were telling me hey d financially we should hold up um team wise we don't have enough people down there let's hold up um the growth isn't necessarily there let's hold up and I was just like no I feel it let's go let's go I'm going my gut feel it and I just wasn't being patient I need I was supposed to hold up a little bit so it's just things like that just like really recognizing how to run a business and realizing it's not just you involved it's really the business you know what I mean it's city fit as its own kind of individual and you got to treat mm -hmm. that kind of like like that and not go off just your own personal feeling so right. yeah that's another thing but that's it so far. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are some good, good lessons. And like you said, I mean, there's nothing. Entrepreneurship is just about learning on the job. And, um, absolutely. I think knowing how to read your, each audience that you're in front of, because I said it with city fit. I mean, I know just from working with you guys, your audiences are very different depending on even what building you're at. Yeah. Um, so, and then which instructors you're, you know, we all have very different lives. So, that's, yeah. that's a really good point. So as you are growing your business, what are your tactics for staying organized and on top of all the demands? And as the business grows, who are the most crucial people on your team? Yeah. Hmm. The tactics, tactics for staying organized and on my routine. Well, recently I just hired a personal assistant, which has been huge for me because that's one one way of showing growth is to recognize your weaknesses and my weaknesses are definitely organization and um, follow up and being um, consistent with that. For me, I, 
I feel like I'm a true creative in the sense that I am just constantly just dreaming about like what what's what plans are next or what's next and looking at the bigger picture when sometimes I can neglect the day to day and the different things that I need to pay attention to in that aspect. So I feel like getting an assistant that's really helping with that, staying organized, getting back to people, following up. Definitely, um, yeah, that's really helped. Um, hiring my weaknesses in my company. So looking at, I have somebody like a group fitness manager, Ashley. She does all the scheduling through mind body because that's something that I'm not great at, making sure that I'm paying attention to little details through the scheduling, making sure things are getting filled, making sure it's all followed up every single day. So hiring somebody that is great with details. She's great at that, so she does that. Um, we just brought somebody on, a young lady named Morgan. She's doing our accounting because I'm not the best with writing checks and getting things out on time just because I neglect time at times. Um, she's going to handle that for us essentially. And before that, Ryan, Jason, people that were very organized and in place to make sure that those things ran effectively. So for me, um, that's how I do it is going out getting people, finding people that can do it and that are trustworthy and that, um, and that understand our brand. And yeah, that's what you do. You hire people to do stuff that, <laughs> you don't either want to do or you aren't good at. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, do you find it difficult to find and retain good talent and fitness in Nashville? And how do you stay competitive and keeping the good talent you find? Um, do I find it difficult to find? I don't find it difficult to find a good talent. No, um, not at all. I find it difficult to retain it at times because the fitness industry is a very competitive industry. So people will come around and... Sometimes they have their way of doing things. That may not be the way you want to do things. They may think they can do it because they come around you and they watch you do it and they believe that, okay, I'll watch Derek do it. I can do this now, you know what I mean? Or it's just maybe people come around and they just aren't consistent. But um, And then on the other hand, like I have team members that have been with me since the very beginning. So for me, it's like it, it's also easy once you... Once you know, you know. But to find those people that will stick around for the long term is just, that's hard, essentially. It's hard to retain those kind of people. And not because they're bad if they leave, because some people just have other dreams and want to go do things. But to keep great people around is just hard in the yeah. fitness industry because there's so much want for fitness folks that and so much need for it that things shuffle all the time in this game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I feel like you guys have such a great model though for mm -hmm. people that might not otherwise fit into the traditional studio setting because yeah. it you don't have to commit to a class at the same time every week because yeah. they're you know you, you may have an apartment that has a class on Tuesday night and then the next week they're going to have it on a Thursday night and that might work better for your instructor so mm -hmm. that's one thing I've really valued is just the flexibility that city fit the teaching for city fit has yeah, you've done about 60 classes for us this year so we appreciate you for sure i went back and counted the numbers last week and i was like okay elam's working <laughs> yeah no, entrepreneur. It, was, <laughs> it was cool to see because it's like you you know you sign up and um sign up for the classes and then i don't really think about looking back and counting so yeah um well i didn't like fun. count one by i looked at the mind body <laughs> i printed reports and it said your number at the bottom and it was like okay you teaching 
Well, it's also fun, too, because mm. I've really just loved getting to know the different people that I've met in these apartment complexes, and so many of them, I mean, to the uh, point of this co- podcast, are new to Nashville, and yeah. they all have so many different stories, and a lot of times City Fit may be one of the first um, people, you know, someone from City Fit may be one of the first people they interact with when they're here, because they've just moved into a new apartment, they don't really have any friends yet, but then they see that this fitness class is happening they may not even know where the fitness studios are so this is convenient and it's a non-intimidating environment to go into so that's been um an awesome byproduct that i've seen come out of it that's amazing i've never put it like that that city fit is the first line of defense when people are moving (laughs) into these new apartments um no i think that's yeah that's that's what we want to do we want to be that smiling face when people first move in it's like hey yeah we're in nashville hello and especially (laughs) when when you're moving and you're in the middle of so much transition sometimes you get out of your routine and it's like your people are just craving to have that convenient and even if they just have a few minutes between or you know a couple hours or whatever just between like all the different demands they have going on with the move it's like something that they can come to and be like okay here's some other people who also value fitness mm-hmm. and sometimes in the south it can be hard to find yeah, <laughs> so smart. it's definitely changing in nashville but especially if they've moved from somewhere like la or something where that's much more of like a normal um part of people's life yeah so anyways um okay so what role does branding and social media play for city fit and just in your business in general, and how has that evolved over time? Good question. So branding and social media since day one has played a huge role in our business just because we don't um, we don't have a brick and mortar. So when you're driving by a Orange Theory or driving by a <clears throat> Barry's Boot Camp or anywhere like that that has a huge sign outside, it's advertisement that they're getting and awareness that they're receiving by having those signs. And for us, you're not going to drive by many places that have a city fit sign outside and actually no places, any places with a city fit sign outside. So for us, we have to attack the market a different way. And that's through social media, that's through outdoor events, that's through um, creating our own content, like content that um, sometimes has to be created through, even stage photo shoots, things to basically recreate classes that are happening inside of these private spaces so that people can actually gauge and understand exactly what we're doing because a lot of these classes, people from the community can't necessarily go in. Only people from the residential or the corporate office or the hotel can attend these classes, essentially. So social media and branding is a huge, huge part of our business, and it's that's really how we get people to come out because it's hard for... And that's how we get instructors to want to teach for us and reach out constantly because they can't really just go to one of the classes unless they reach out to us. So for us, they're seeing the content, whether it's the Instagram videos, the Facebook videos, the Facebook photos, Instagram photos, and they're they're engaging that way. And because we have somebody, literally I hire somebody just to do that, which is Blacklist Branding, they do a great job of capturing photos for us, capturing video footage, interviewing um, team members, um, making sure that the team's in line, that you have to um, get video footage during classes and stuff like that to keep that flowing and that's been a huge part of our brand and yeah (laughs) no pun intended but yeah branding is definitely something that's taken our business to the next level and without it 
you are with a new business in 2018, you're kind of lost. You need to ensure that people are seeing what you're doing or what you're doing is going to go unnoticed. Like it's, and that's just like what it is. You can see it with music artists, like music artists that don't have good branding. You can be doing the best songs in the world, but if you don't have somebody really putting it out there and pushing it and marketing for you and creating um, graphics and content for you, then you might as well not be doing it because nobody's going to hear it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Long story short, branding is almost one of the top two components of our company to help it grow and expand. Another thing is, too, <laughs> we're we've expanded to other cities. Mm -hmm. So for us, we can't always be in those other cities mm -hmm. constantly. So for me, through social media, we're able to advertise and put ads and all kinds of things in these other cities and <clears throat> That helps with our branding, helps the growth and helps just our movement kind of go to the next level. So, yeah, man, social media has really changed the game and it's allowed a company to go from zero to 100 in a year and a half, two years. When 20 years ago, it might have taken my company 10 years to do what we're doing in a year and a half. So when the branding's right, the social media is right, the content you create is right, it can accelerate your business processing and it can, I mean, it can just do wonders for your brand. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you're in 2018 and you're not thinking, you're starting a business and you're not thinking about that as a top priority, yeah. it's just like <laughs> doomsday. I mean, even a lot of the brands that I'm working with on a daily basis looking for a real estate space, they have taken a couple years to grow their brand on social media and mm -hmm. then they decide to take the step to go into real estate because it makes more sense that way and they are more set up for success versus if you're just trying to start all at once <laughs> can yeah can be, be a tough. big challenge and you can be deterred when you're trying to do it all at once because it's like oh it's not growing you're trying to grow your socials in the business at the same time it's like it becomes like an extra stress for sure exactly that's not going right so but it's important so you have to dedicate time to it you have to dedicate finances to it most importantly you have to dedicate energy and true creativity and like you have to look at that like it's your newspaper or your or your internet ad or your um, magazine ad or your flyers that you put up around town like all that combined in one that's what social media is so any money or energy you were putting towards that years ago or you look back at companies where they were putting that towards that you need to put that money towards some social media advertisement right. and get that rolling so yeah. totally um what about kind of in that same vein what about cross promotion for example i know you had a relationship um, or maybe still do with the Urban Juicer. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about that and kind of your experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with cross promotion, I'm very intentional about the different businesses that we partner with. So you're not going to see us host an event with 25 different vendors there essentially because we don't want our brand associated with everybody because everybody doesn't live up to the morals, ethics, values that we uphold. When I started City Fit, community, passion, integrity were the three pillars that we wanted to live off of and make sure that that's what our business thrive off of. So integrity was huge for us because that's what I feel is going to help us last, outlast a lot of the companies that started at the same time that City Fit did, which a lot of them, unfortunately, aren't around right now. Um, community is helping 
community um, helping just as many people as we can through the community, whether it's through the residential game, hospitality game, um, the corporate game, whether it's doing outdoor classes, whether it's doing um, four classes a month for the, I mean, a week for the boys and girls clubs. There's a bunch of ways we're just trying to help the community and we're trying to proactively go out and attack the community essentially. And lastly, um, the passion, that's just who I am, just who I exude and how I try to, how I try to do my part in pushing the company forward by just like giving energy and making sure that they understand that like, Hey, like this is how it was built off of like energy and just passion. Like not necessarily off of like a 5.0 GPA out here. Like I know that's not a real GPA guys. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's how I feel. But I'm sorry. I get lost in questions sometimes when I go deep into it. What was the original starting question of it? So just tell us about the experience, what you did. And then maybe using urban juicer as an example, how, did you end up forming that partnership and did you kind of go around to all the juice shops in town and like try out all the different ones and think about what would be best or did it happen more organically yeah so what happened with urban juicer i'll tell the exact story is i actually went to a place called um actually just another juice bar around town (laughs) i went to and and i reached out to them and i was remember i was meeting jake mckenzie that day he was bringing on i was bringing him on he was explaining to me why brandy was so important (laughs) and why i needed to bring that on city fit before i started and i was just like all right man let's i'll bring you on just because you're cool man but um (laughs) it wound up being super right and um yeah we're in this juice bar and i was like yo i think i need a juice bar to partner with city fit with this mobile company we're gonna do a lot of events around town i think it'd be cool and this juice bar they just never reached back out they were acting like they were interested and i get it i do that sometimes like yeah yeah, call me call me call me and then don't answer so i get it and they kind of pulled that on me so i called them like six times it was a little different it was aggressive and they weren't interested, so I walked in Urban Juicer one day because I was doing an event with the Melrose. Shout out to the Melrose Apartments, which was one of our very first partners in town that gave us an opportunity. So I walked out of Melrose, went down to the Urban Juicer, wanted to kind of do a little something for the event we had and chatted with the guys that were in there. Shout out to Ryan and Sean that were in there that day and just told them a little bit about City Fit and let them know, like, hey, guys, doing an event. So they didn't hook me up that day, unfortunately, but... They did take my phone number down, information, email. I was just like, yo, man, let me talk to my owner. I think we can form some type of partnership. I like your business model. So that was like the first month I started the company. They reached out to me about a month and a half, two months later, and was just like, hey, can we have a sit down? We'd love to chat with you. Like what you guys are doing. That's when our energy started to buzz. They started to realize, like, okay, they weren't just some creeps coming in off the street. They were actually a business, and they saw. So the first thing we did with them was a um a juice cleanse challenge actually it was a christmas it was like a new year's juice cleanse challenge and it was like get fit for the new year and they asked us and they put us on their website and they put us on their instagram page and we did it and i was so excited because it was my first official like partnership with a franchise organization that respected what we were doing and from there i just completely repped them because we were a no-name business and they weren't getting much um out of the deal from team city fit at the moment but i mean at the time but they believed in us and i think the guys liked me when i came in i think there was just a mutual like just respect for each other and they were very just loyal to us essentially like when i say loyal i don't mean like not working with any other brands i just mean loyal and the fact of like being very consistent with the way that they um partner with us helped us um showed us things and i believe after a while the 
um, value was reciprocated and we kind of gave back to them as well. And we're still partners to this day and we love the urban juicer. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Cause from my perspective, it, they seem like out of all the juice bars in town, the most, even if all of them you know, originally were like knocking down your door to yeah. partner with you, they seem like the most logical one because of the name urban, urban juices. Right? City. The urban juicer and city fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they have more urban locations than any other juice bar in town. And it feels like they've really invested in urban Nashville, having uh, three like right on the west side and then the one downtown, the one on the east side. And I think the only other one they have is in Franklin. So five out of their six locations are right around all the apartments that you guys have classes in. So that's cool. Absolutely. And you said what I didn't say. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Urban Juicer City Fit. It just went along, guys. If you can see me, I have tattoos all over my body and I'm dressed in really urban wear right now. So it just makes sense. Like I got what um, Elon was saying. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what impact, both positive and negative, do you see technology having on the fitness world? Huh. I think that... Technology is great for the fitness world. I think anything that challenges you and forces you to um, improve upon what you're doing and improve upon and just kind of work harder is good. Like technology, if you don't do your job right, is going to knock you out and push you out of your position essentially. So, but I think there's always going to be a need for human touch, human interactions, um, listening. People want to want somebody to listen to them when they're training them or, um, teaching them classes, um, real time, actual feedback is important. So, but I think technology is coming. So you just got to get with it or kind of get rolled over essentially. So you're not necessarily competing with technology, but you do need to understand, understand it. And you do need to incorporate it in what you're doing. And that's what we do. We have in city fit concierge app, which is huge. It allows you to sign up for your classes, allows you to sign up with a trainer, sign up for a massage therapist, read a little bit about what we do as well. Um, um, everything we do kind of um, when you sign up for classes, everything is basically technology based now. Instead of having people sign up on paper, we let people sign up through their phone, essentially. So making it convenient for them. Uh, let me see. Trying to incorporate more technology. I'm currently in a space where I'm designing fitness spaces now. That's something that's an avenue where personally I've been trying to go. I've been taking City Fit obviously with me, but that's something that um, we've been trying to incorporate in the gyms that we've been designing. There's a lot more technology. So Techno Gym is one of the huge partners that um, we partner with for the technology. It's an um, equipment company and everything that they do is basically a technology-based structure through the fitness, through um, machines, through treadmills, all of that. So we're just really realizing that's where things are going through if you look at other spaces like the cars whether it's the teslas or things like that um whether it's the different phones the wireless headphones everything like that everything's going to technology so you have to just realize and not fight it um a lot of the older generation and this is just being real in nashville um, a lot of the older trainers, a lot of them got held back because I was around. That's what I came up as under older trainers and they were, they're great trainers. So, <clears throat> and they're better trainers than myself because they have more experience. They, um, they, they 
<laughs> they pay attention to detail very um very closely. They they've just been doing it for a long time with a lot of repetences essentially. And that's just what the game is. But they didn't keep up with the technology game. It wasn't important. They didn't look at it like it was important. They didn't understand it. They didn't want to understand it. And because of that, that can literally set you back years yeah. if you don't get on it. And there's a lot of people that there's a lot of studios that didn't realize that that are gonna be behind the ball and are behind the ball now because of that. Um um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously, in every industry, it's a question: how is technology affecting us, and is it going to replace jobs, or is it just going to add to? And I think you know, in fitness, some people are worried that the Pelotons of the world, and um, you know, some other apps that are coming out, where you almost have like uh, someone remotely telling you what to do or a robot telling you what how to work out is the going to take over gyms or replace trainers. But I agree with you. I think it's the personal touch is always needed there. I recently went to a restaurant in Nashville that has you ordering from iPads <laughs> and um, at your table and you pay and everything. And, and I think – my experience was a little rocky, but it was they'd also recently just opened. But it'll be interesting to see whether that's well received or not. Mm. Um, even once they work out the kinks in that, yeah. so. And I think there, you know, are some other things like with mind body that's taken over the fitness. Like you have to be on mind body pretty much if you're in the fitness world. And some people might say, well, that's decreasing some jobs because there's not as many. Uh, as much like call, you, I'm sure back in the day, it's crazy because I can't even remember this, but like where you would have to call a gym and schedule mm-hmm. your class and versus or even emailing. And that's a lot of more uh, admin help that you need, whereas mind body takes all that out. So, so many different ways that I guess technology is pivoting the fitness world. But I agree. I think boutique fitness is hotter than ever and people are going because you know, soul cycle is blown up because people want to feel like they're having a party on the bike. And same with some other, you know, Y7 out of New York is the hip hop yoga place. And I think there's certainly value to having your community. That's what Barry's has done. And that's what City Fit's doing in Nashville. So hey, people trying want to, to make it belong. <laughs> um, so is there anything that you would like to tell us about the expansion and future of City Fit? Um, yeah, we'll tell you a little bit about that. So currently City Fit is in Murfreesboro, Franklin, Mount Juliet, and a few small other territories right outside of the Nashville metropolitan area. And then we're currently in Charlotte, Raleigh, and New Orleans was a territory that I wouldn't say failed, but we, um... Things are moving slow, so we decided to kind of close shop there for a while. And Orlando is our next big territory that we're trying to hit, essentially. That's a place where we're trying to do a lot of hospitality work. As you know, we do work with hotels, so we go into hotel hospitality spaces and create menus, fitness and wellness menus. Um, so we're trying to do that within the Orlando market, but also capture the residential market and the corporate space as well. Um, I've been dreaming a lot, so I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um 
cruise liners is something that has been huge in my mind. I've just been literally been dreaming about that, creating cruise liners that are fitness and wellness um, based where you can do anything from doing sunrise yoga on the boat to kayaking in the middle of the ocean or something like that. You know what I mean? Being very creative and creating these fitness and wellness menus on cruise liners and contracting with those as well. So I have a very like um, (laughs) creative spirit where City Fit is going. But right now I'm very comfortable in the cities, the territories that we're moving into, the growth that's happening in Nashville as well, which is our start city and our home base and the reason why everything else is possible. That's why I'm super grateful for Nashville. And yeah, so that's the growth plan a little bit as far as the different services that we're trying to grow within City Fit. So personal training, group fitness, massage has always been huge. Um, Physical therapy is something that we're really trying to push right now within the Nashville market. That's something that... um, there's a lack of, I feel like this mobile physical therapy service, people delivering that service on site, a cash based service outside of people having to go through their insurance. Um, so that's something. So just trying to stay innovative and yeah, just trying to change the game. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, let me know when you get the cruise you. line launched. And- I'll let you know. You'll be the first one that mm-hmm. will ask to kind of come see some classes and take and stay for free, obviously. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so in terms of your personal like a day in Derek's life. What does that look like? Um, a day in Derek's life. Derek wakes up at 4.30 a.m. So wakes up, um, gets a little breakfast in him real quick. Takes about 10 to 15 minutes to read. Um, right now, my favorite book is Success is an Inside Job. That book is really helping me kind of just realize that deep inside is where success really comes from. So you just digging yourself in, really finding, pulling it from whatever your childhood, whatever it is, displaying it to the public, um, bringing it to the foresight. Um, as far as the rest of the day, I get down, get about training at 5.30, personal training from about 5.30 to about... 8 30 9 o'clock um in that time that's my fun time that time i really cherish it's a meditation stage where i may be working but i'm also meditating it's allowing me to do what i love in this kind of time frame that i really kind of get the most out of i enjoy my clients i really pick this time because that's the time of the day where i have my most energy is in the morning when i first wake up when i know that not a lot of people are up moving being active so for me i feel like i'm getting a head start on life So I really enjoy giving that time to my clients because they're receiving my best self at that time. So when I get done training to be about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, that's when I go grab some breakfast. That's when I start running my business. So from about 9, 30 to about the rest of the day is spent making connections, um, hunting out new partnerships and relationships for the business, um, bringing new people onto the brand, whether it's traveling for the business, whether it's creating marketing material, creating, doing payroll, whatever it is the business is needed that's what gets done through the middle of the day and then the evenings is usually utilized if I want to teach a group fitness class or something like that or I need to go um, have a business um, drinks for business or something like that or event networking event things like that just making sure that but most of the day is geared around me doing something that's helping the main cause, which mm-hmm. is City Fit currently, and yeah. doing things that I enjoy. These things are really how I wanted to design my life. It's very important for me to make sure that my schedule, I'm not having any time of the day when I'm looking at the next part of the day, like, oh, this is coming, or like, oh, this is about to happen. So, 
yeah, that's how I designed my life where, yeah, it's a lot going on, but it's all things that I really want to do and really interested in doing. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. So two follow-up questions to that. One, yeah. what networking groups or yeah. ways of networking have you found to be the most beneficial mm-hmm. for City Fit? And the second one is how do you, with all of that and the workout, how do you stay fueled? Are you, like, grabbing stuff to go at local juice bars yeah. or are you— doing your own cooking, um, where do you grocery shop, living downtown, that's kind of a mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so really where I found my best, like, top networking is actually from um, social media. Mm-hmm. So that may sound a little um, counterintuitive, like how you're on social media, you're not really talking to people, but you are. You're really engaging. So I'm able to um, find like-minded people and when I want to engage with them and let them know I want to sit down for coffee, I really enjoy the message you're putting out. I really enjoy um, the energy that you're engaging with through social media. Hey, let's grab some coffee. Let's add value to each other's life like that. And that's a great way of networking that people forget that's available for them. So I feel like that's my best way of networking. Um, as far what was the second part of the question? You How asked? you stay fueled. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How I stay fueled. I, um, so I recharge. My biggest asset, I feel like, is my energy, is my ability to um, not necessarily light up a room, but to um, fuel folks that are around me to um, kind of reach higher and reach kind of their like full potential, whether it's through fitness, whether it's through entrepreneurial endeavor they're doing, whether it's through um, if they're working their nine to five, whether it's in a relationship, whatever they're doing, I want to add energy. I want to add positive value to their lives. And the only way I can do that is to refuel, to rejuvenate myself. And how I do that is I spend some time alone. So I spent a lot of my days with a lot of team members on my team, a lot of partners in the community, a lot of um, young kids because I coach at university school in Nashville, track basketball across country. So for me, my energy is being given a lot of people. So I take some time, usually Sundays, my today, but I decided to spend with new in Nashville and rejuvenate and take some time and just take some time for myself, literally by myself. And that's how I recharge so that beginning of the week I'm back ready to give my energy because that's what I love to give so when I'm at my best I'm at my best when I'm literally recharged ready to go and a place like Urban Juicers where I go get my favorite um, um, ginger shots so I go in there ginger shots they give me kind of that natural energy natural boost outside of just drinking coffee or something like that this really kind of awakens the focus and kind of gets me lively and sometimes it's a mental thing with the ginger too I just feel like once I drink it I'm like Popeye I just turn into this like really happy go lucky energetic figure and i just like who i am when um the energy is there and when i'm well rested and just ready ready to roll so but yeah back to the question networking social media is definitely the best networking group out there right now because you can do it from your couch right yeah for sure absolutely neat um what about your favorite nashville outings and what's your favorite location in the city for a workout Huh. Favorite Nashville outings. Um, well, I'm going to Drake and Migos on Tuesday night. I haven't been to that show, so it can't be my favorite, but I'm <laughs> suspecting that's going to be up there once yeah. that happens. I know that's not what I was just talking about. Um, so some of my favorite outings are anything kind of these large events being put on by the community. So this Saturday, there was an event called Sweat in the Gulch that 
um, Lululemon, Nashville Fit, they put on. They had some awesome people out there, Shed Fitness, um, Shakti Yoga, City Fit Concierge was out there doing massages. Um, the world famous Urban Juicer was out there as well. Um, Barry's Boot Camp, there's a lot of people out there just brought the community together all in one place, gave a lot of um, people in the community that weren't involved in fitness to come out there and meet people, um, realize there's not really this huge intimidation factor associated with it. There's all shapes and sizes, all kinds of people, all different personalities out there. Just come out, have a good time, enjoy yourself, and that's what it's about, the community aspect. So as long as it's about that, I'm, I'm, I am down with 100%. Um, any kind of event like that. About a month ago, August 12th, we had to make the City Fit event um, out in the One City area over. Shout out to the Shea. Um, that's a great place over in One City. They're really doing a lot with trying to create this like very healthy community with cycle studios, really um, kind of these um, farm-to-table restaurants. Um, just, just a cool area, outdoor workout venues. We did a workout out there, had a huge community turnout. Again, Nashville Fit showed out. Um, a couple other partners came and supported. So just a place for like-minded people to come together, support each other for a great cause, which is health and wellness. And yeah, anything like that. And obviously any cool concerts. I went to yeah. Jay and Beyonce a couple of weeks ago, took Mama Dukes. <laughs> Shout out Mama Dukes. And yeah, that's it. Anything, anything like that. So, yeah. Like energy. Cool. Yeah. Um, last but not least, what yeah. advice would you give to listeners who want to start their own venture? Advice to listeners that want to start their own venture or business is... It's to don't accept no for an answer. Like you're gonna, you're gonna. And when I say no, no does no doesn't have to be like um, somebody like into your face. Like, hey, can I do this? No, bye. Like not like it doesn't have to be somebody saying the words to you. It's trials and tribulations that are in your way. Things that you think are going to are going to stop what you want to do. But really, if you really just poke at them, they'll fall with just a little little poke, a little gust of wind, essentially, but they look like this big challenge, essentially. And that's what deters most people before they even start is, is seeing a bunch of no's in front of them and not realizing, like, you are the yes. Like, you're the yes. Yeah. You know? Right. Everything else, like those trials, they can be easily pushed down if you just try because you're powerful beyond your belief. Like, a lot of people, we grow up and our children, when we're children, we realize how powerful we are and, and aren't really conscious of society and who's the best and who's the best. Da, da, da. And as we get older, we get <clears throat> confused by television and, and uh, magazines and Instagram and things that kind of make you think that you aren't good enough and you can't do things and you need to be controlled and you need to be confined. So for me, it's like digging back and realizing like who you were and how powerful you are as a person. And you can really do anything. Like I was in a stage in my life where I felt like, like not necessarily things were like over, but I felt like I was in a very rough place and it was a patch from maybe 22, 24. And I had to have some mentors, people come around me and had to remind me like how powerful of a person I am. It remind me the great things I've done in my life before that and remind me that I'm still capable of everything else. So long story short, don't let the nose stop you because trials are going to occur, but you are strong enough to overcome them. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason, and yeah. when one door is closed, you'll cr quickly see the reason for that, and mm -hmm. another one will open. Absolutely, That's where you're supposed to be. You got it, girl. 
Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You're amazing. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. It's great. Hell yeah. City Fit Concierge, go follow. New in Nashville, <laughs> Instagram, go follow. Ooh. Hell yeah. Elam Freeman, she's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Derek. Please reach out to share your experiences with us by emailing new in Nashville podcast at gmail.com. You can also sign up for our mailing list and access our social media at www.newinnashvillepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, please review and subscribe on iTunes and refer our podcast to a friend today. Thank you to Jared Anderson of Evergreen Productions for producing and engineering our podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time. The music in this episode is provided by Carrie Ann Larson. She is a singer-songwriter who strives to write songs that people hear their own stories in. You can find her music, including her latest single, Fairweather Friend, on all digital platforms. Fairweather Friend